<laughs> That's how we're doing it from now on, for sure. <laughs> the classic news. Yeah, classic news reel. Yeah. Counting. Um, okay. Uh, welcome to the Leaf Man Podcast. I am your host, Trevor Taylor, and this is my co-host, Brooks McWhorter. Today, we are going to talk about many things that are important, but we're going to start off with redefining success. Because I, I think, <clears throat> and we've talked about a lot about where we want to go with this podcast, but I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to get across to people is um, that you have all these serial entrepreneurs and all these like success gurus and all these people on the internet and social media who are like trying to get rich quick and trying to get a billion followers overnight and do all these things. Yeah, like I said, like that. I hate the term thought leader. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, I'm mm-hmm. sure you hear that a lot. Yeah, like, I get it, but. Keywords. But I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. It's just all these things. Yeah, Yeah, it's just all this, all this stupid stuff, and and it's drilled into people like that's what you need to have to be successful, and it's just like not true. And and so, I think a lot of the things that we talk about over the next several years that we podcast, I'm sure it will change regularly. But that's one that I want to drill into people for at least the next year is that having a million dollars does not make you successful. Having a hundred thousand followers does not make you successful, and you hear that from a lot of people. They say that, but then they aren't, they don't act that way. Like gurus on Instagram are like, you don't need a hundred thousand followers or a million dollars to be happy. I just, you know, that's what I do. Let me te- yeah, t- buy my exactly. course and I'll show you how to do it. Exactly. You don't, you don't need a hundred thousand followers to be, to be famous and get, or to be successful to get where you want to go. But it's like, dude, I'm only seeing this video right now because you have a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. And it was sponsored and promoted and. And put on my page and yeah. boost it onto my page. <laughs> yeah, That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do as I say, not as I do. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's so annoying. Yeah, I, I, get I, I, I get exactly what you're saying there. Yeah, I hate it. That's why. And don't quote me on this. I'm sure down the road, some person is going to go back into these videos and find this and be like, you said. It's going to be you, me. You said it. It's going to be <laughs> but me. But I don't know if I will ever charge for coaching. I don't. I think if. If ever people decide they want to do that, I will do it out of the kindness of my heart because I want you to be successful. And whether I know some people will say, "Well, know your value, know your worth." I know my value, my worth. Well, I don't need to be a successful company. Yeah, but I don't. I don't need that as a source of income. So I'll help you do that, and like maybe I'll have like a once a week thing, and you can log in and and get information. And if you don't want to contribute or that information isn't good for you, you're free to go. But I'm not going to charge you money for it because like I'm doing it because I want to do it. Not because I need to do it. Right. I have a kind of an offshoot of that, like a cat. <laughs> there it is. I hate that phrase so much. Um, but I was. You, you made me think. So if we're talking about success and redefining success, just a fun thing to talk about would be like, like we always say that this is a successful company, right? Yeah. But we're not profitable. So what makes us successful? That's that's true. And, um, I, and I think it's the culture. I, for me, it's the culture we've created and the and the framework work we have set for the future. I'm just curious as to how you think about it. I posted this on my story on Instagram like two weeks ago. I don't watch your Instagram stories, bro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I I'm I'm reflecting on that because it pertains to that question. Right. I commented on because um, I, I we've always been a company geared towards making people happy and like having our friends work with, with us and like showing people how to lead and like better their lives and, and just using our growth to help other people grow. Yeah. And being able to, and being able to have an impact in the, our community. In our community, in. yeah. And Withers, Withers and I were driving to lunch 
Right. And I, we were talking about this sergeant major that we used to have, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me, you were there when he told me this. We were standing up back of the talk, smoking cigarettes, and I told him I was going to get out of the military and go to school, and he was like, I have never met a soldier that got out of the military and was successful, and that was devastating to me. <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want to hear the funniest part of that whole story? Yeah. He walked away from you, walked over to me, and he just said, don't fucking be like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. I've told you that. I think I've told yeah, you that before. Yeah, 100%. But a pretty, he, he just like walked away shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, that pissed me off, dude. That made me mad. That is annoying. And so such a dumb I thing told to Withers we were talking about, and I still respect that guy. I still have a lot of respect for that guy. I mean, he was still a great leader. Oh, he's... What, the best I ever had. Yeah, by but, far. but that hurt my feelings. <laughs> right. I got a little butthurt about it. And so Withers and I were talking, and I was like, I'm going to send that guy a check, a picture of a check worth a million dollars and tell him to eat it. And he was like, why don't you just... A, a picture of a check. Yeah. He was like, why don't you just send him a picture of all the crew smiling right now? Because you've already done it. And I was like, what's up, dude? Did you just remind me of like why we started to begin with? It was a very valid point. Right. And I, and I agree with that. And I, yeah, I agree with Withers and I agree with what you said in the video. But um, I just I thought it would be fun to discuss that specific, like, yeah. if you're not profitable, how are you successful? It's always yeah. a fun thing um, to address. Yeah, pro- a profit but, will come. Like, we're not, we're, we're... I think it's the culture. Yeah, it's the culture, right? So, like, the, the money will come. Um, right now, everyone is sustaining great life. Everyone is, bills are paid. Everyone's really happy with their work-life balance. Everyone's happy with the work that we're putting on the schedule. For me, like, that's success. Mm -hmm. There are eight people relying on us as a company, and not to one of them, I think, would complain about their financial health or mental wellness or or anything. And that, to me, is success. More than money. The money will come. But the money comes as a tertiary thing to us making successful lives for the people that we serve, which is our employees. Right. And I think there's different definitions of, definitions of success by by entrepreneur, by CEO, by owner. Yeah. Um, for sure. One thing I was thinking about earlier was, as far as the culture thing goes, I was on the phone with Gusto, the yeah. software company. And you, you remember, like, everyone always says, it's awesome to work at Google because you know, there's the movie about it with Owen yeah. Wilson. Because uh-huh. it's, it's like a progressive, techie, yeah. really employee-focused thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of those now. And I, there was one in Vermont that I worked with. and But I was on the phone with the gusto lady and it's just fun, kind of funny how you can pick stuff out um without seeing it like she's like and this is my manager but here at gusto we call them people empowerers i was like oh i know exactly what your office looks like yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah but but there are they are a su- hugely successful company hugely. and that's the culture that they yeah. wanted to have yeah um there are companies that make it big and they have piss poor managerial skills or people skills and they don't really care about their employees like that does happen for sure i'm not yeah. denying that but those companies don't last a lifetime or an eternity. And I don't think they're doing as good in our in our climate these yeah. days. Like with the new generation coming mm-hmm. up and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think those companies like Gusto, Google, you know, tech companies that have these sick break rooms and yeah. napping pods, yeah. which we should do soon. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but it's I think we're going in the right direction as far as being more employee focused in yeah. the, in our country's climate. Yeah. But that actually brings me to like the next point that I wanted to make about it is um, the, the hard part about that is it, it's a double-ended... Double-edged it, sword? Double-edged sword. Yeah, it's, that's the word I was looking for. It's a double-edged sword because <clears throat> the employees have been abused for so long because of bad leaders and bad management that like they have this like stick and this grudge inside and they're they don't trust the people that they're working for and we're trying to flip the script which is hard for us to do because you're trying to 
unteach them that you're trying to rebuild trust and unteach them that like I'm not going to take advantage of you. But that comes at a cost because on the counter, like now instead of the employees getting burned, we are going to get burned. So you have to be willing to accept that you're going to get burned because without fail, it is inevitable. People will forget what you did for them and they will become ungrateful. Not everybody, but that is the key to like long-term success within your company is both people have to remember what they're grateful for. Hey, I did a lot for you. That's why you're here. You're grateful. Hey, you did a lot for me. I'm not going to forget it. I'm grateful. And if you can't do that, then there is no sustainability. Right. And it's also what we were talking about earlier when Amen Trees underbids us all the time, but they're still kind of a professional company. Yeah. But they don't pay their people like us. And sometimes I would just, they they don't always need reminding either. The guys know we take care of them, but I would like to remind them sometimes just like, you know, how easy it would be to lower everyone's pay and have a way less stressful payroll every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, We'd have a lot of tearing over. You guys wouldn't stay. We wouldn't have the loyalty, but we'd be a lot better off financially in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, It comes at a huge level of trust. Exactly. Huge, massive, because like I need you because I'm not hiring three other employees to, to replace you. I'm hiring you and I'm giving you this much money and you need to perform at this level. So like it comes at a a place of trust, like the employee trusting you that you're going to take care of them, but also you having to trust the employee that they're going to take care of you. And that's, that's hard, man. That's stuff that you have to build over time and experience. It doesn't just come with like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And then it being a thing, you have to show them. Right. And yeah, just to reiterate what I like, I guess what I was like initially trying to get at is that I feel like the old business model is what is the acceptable rate of turnover for us to be financially profitable because we're not going to pay them what they need or deserve or whatever. And you and me kind of take the stance. I mean, even me, I'm a little bit more financially. Sometimes like you're like, I'm going to give spending raise to $32 an hour. I'm like, I know he deserves it, but yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, but I think that the fact that we, or you do pay them that, yeah, you know, you're, you're telling them it's not about how much turnover can we handle. It's, I don't want to have any turnover. I don't want to have, I want zero turnover. That's the goal. I want no turnover, but that comes at a cost. Yeah. Like I will give you guys what you need, but it, it comes at a cost of like now you, now the expectation, the standard is set. See, the problem is back in the day, people used to set a high standard, right? And be like, oh yeah, this is the standard. You need to perform at this level. But then there was no reward. There was no, you're getting paid more. We're doing more. It's, I can go do this job for anyone else and not have that pressure. Right. But now it's like, okay, I'm going to put that pressure on your plate, but I'm also going to give you the reward, which is, Got a nice new truck for you guys to drive. I'm putting you on a salary position. It's all these things like I'm asking you to go above and beyond, but I'm already going above and beyond for you. So just go there and meet me. I'm already up here waiting for you. You just got to come meet me on your performance. Right. So that, that's why I think you take the leap first as an owner and then they expect them to come up. And if they don't come up, then it's, hey, uh, you never got there, so I didn't reward you with that. It's, hey, you never got here. It's time to move on because I already have done, held up my end of the bargain. And, and I feel like we have guys right now, you heard me say this earlier, it's become one of my favorite approaches and visions in work and working in this company and stuff like that. Visions, I don't know, whatever. But when I said, I don't think we have any guys that don't have the mentality, they might not have heard this statement or phrase or whatever, but I think they all have the mentality of, I just want to be clear on what my expectations are so that I can exceed them for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. None of them are like, what are my standards to meet? And yeah. And do you know why that, why they say that? Because we put them on salary because we exactly. gave them nice new work truck because we do all these things for them. And it's like, Hey, they've already done all these things for me. 
and now I need to repay the favor. And if you keep doing that, that's how you build like a sustainable, strong company. You yeah, know? Like, I, could, I couldn't lose a single one of them. Nope, couldn't lose a single one of them. And I guarantee it, I bet you if you asked them, they would say the same thing about us. Nope, I do not want to work for a different boss. And we've built that. Like right. that, That's a hard thing to build. And it comes from doing things that most other companies don't do, being better than most other companies are. And I'm not like sitting here tooting my own horn. I'm saying that like pretty much everyone at our company is pretty happy. And like, yeah, and you can tell. Yeah. You can I mean, tell. There, there was definitely low morale through winter and stuff like that. Yeah, things I mean, happen. I almost quit every winter. Yeah, every it's winter. It's a fun little thing I do every winter. Yeah. I just go in and go in. I go sit down in my office. I stare at the ceiling yeah. for a while and I just, th- and then I come to the conclusion I love my job. I go on LinkedIn and I just, you know, job search, see what's out there. And, find and it out. sucks. <laughs> and then I find out there's nothing else I would rather be doing. Yeah, there, there's no, apparently there's no other job out there that would let me run the operations and an entire charity branch without oversight. Yeah, yeah, I get to do what I want. It's a good job's gig. job's not there. It's a good gig. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny. I All of those things are entwined with redefining success, you know? Yeah. I... I it all goes back to, to to what we're trying to do here, and that's to change people's view on success. I think that we are successful, maybe even more successful than companies that are worth $10 million or, or $100 million because I believe that we are truly changing people's lives, not just our own lives. Like, my life is great, dude. Do I live in a 10,000-square-foot mansion? No, but I love my house. I love my wife. I love our time together. I love right. my office. I love... The space that we have, I love the vehicle that I get to drive. It's a humble truck, you know, like I, success is not your, success is not the outside world view of you. It's your view of the outside world. Actually, I'm going to write that down. That's a great one. I'm going to keep that forever. Do it. I definitely define success as being happy in your life. I've, I've made about as much money yeah. as I did, you know. Last year, probably yeah. When I was when we were Spencer, I probably made that much money in the military when I was in E E six or E five E five. Yeah. But I had my B A H and yeah, B A H housing, and housing allowance and, and cola. Childrens. Yeah, and children stuff like that or yeah, step stipends, kids. stipends. Yeah, step yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't happy in the military. I had you know, I I wasn't happy in my marriage. I wasn't happy with, and because of that, I wasn't going after things that I wanted to do like selection and. Yeah. You know, I was going, I went, I went to like pre-ranger like four times, but you know, never got sent because, yeah. and even if I did get sent, you know, my marriage would suffer more because she never wanted me gone. Yeah. So it just wasn't that it's, a good match. So I didn't feel successful. I felt successful last year for sure. <clears throat> I felt like I was a successful person and I was making way less money than, you know, you pay me now. Dude, last year you bought, mm, a year before last, you bought a nice new taco. Yeah. Got yourself a nice new truck. First truck, first, first expensive vehicle you've owned in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Then you... And your wife bought a house. Like all of those are like huge steps, dude. Yeah, exactly. The house, the house thing is wild. Yeah, it's weird. Thinking it de- about it's it. definitely, it's definitely harder. I mean, having a mortgage is way different than paying rent. Yeah, I do miss paying rent sometimes. A lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, but I do like owning the house and thinking to my in my head like, I want to put some vintage disco wallpaper on that wall. And, and then you, and then I'm gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> I can do whatever I I'm want. I'm gonna do it immediately too. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I don't have to think about it. I don't have to yeah. ask anyone if it's okay. I don't have to ask if I can paint an accent wall on the yeah. in, downstairs. You know, so I, I, I'm the same way. I, I feel happiness is the key to success. Yeah. Oh yeah, write that one down. That's never been said before. I bet happiness is the key to success. <laughs> no one. I guarantee you, no happiness. one's ever said that, dude. No one's ever said it. <laughs> never been said, dude. I'm basically the Tony Robbins of this room right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't let me, Tony. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
the other thing with uh with building Trico and 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 long term success, I think is is continued growth. So there will be things that we try for sure in Trico that are going to fail, and we ha- we have done a lot of them already that have we have tried and failed and tried and failed. And then there's been things that we did and it worked out fantastically. And I think that. Again, part of that long-term success, I bet you most companies like Walmart, Disney, these billion-dollar companies, they are as big and successful as they are because they have learned to be good at adapting. Now, I'm not saying I believe in those companies or I necessarily agree with those companies, but their ability to survive over the course of this life has been well done. Yeah, And that's because they're adaptable. Yeah, like what did Disney do when they saw everything taking a turn for, you know, um, streaming. They start their own streaming platform. Right, exactly. You know, like and it's they, great. Yeah, and it's great. They're Love adapt- they, they, yep, they are adaptable. So they change things. Like they could have just gotten stuck in their ways and said, no, we're going to keep making movies, keep putting them in movie theaters and going straight to other streaming services. But they knew that that was not a long-term right. plan. Same thing like companies that are adaptable. Why, why did Netflix outdo Blockbuster? Because they were both selling DVDs that you could rent to your house. What happened? One of them was like, the internet's going to change everything and went with it. And one of them was like, we're going to stick to our guns and never change. And what did they do? They failed. So Now there's only one Blockbuster in America that's an Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think another part of long-term success is also always continue, continued growth, always trying new things, always learning, and failure being a part of that. Like. People fail. start streaming services, though, and fail. Like, they're, they're yeah. trying to adapt as well. They are but trying the, to adapt. But I would say that they don't have the power. Yeah. They, they don't have the power of the money, obviously, which yeah. is definitely a leg up on, yeah. for Disney and, and, and all them. But, and I don't know what the culture's like at Disney. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what they pay people. Or, I don't know either. Yeah. I would assume pretty decently. Pretty, and, probably pretty good. I've seen Disney movies. They're pretty chipper over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do think... I'm, I'm more impressed by Netflix than by Disney having a streaming platform because yeah. Netflix... They pretty much started the network. They started streaming. Yeah, they started streaming. Remember, remember they used to send you DVDs? Yeah, to It was your just house. like an online Yeah, DVD it was like a little red store. envelope. Yeah, you yeah. remember that? And you yeah. would like watch it for a few days and then put it back in the envelope and send it back? Yeah, and then everyone started keeping all their DVDs and they were like, we got to adapt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm going to put it on the internet and they can't download it. Nothing. Yeah, nothing, dude. It's so funny. But like, they killed it and they did really well for And themselves. they were new at it. Yeah. So, yeah, so sometimes you, and sometimes, yeah, people will start streaming services and it will fail. All the times they won't, like Peacock is getting pretty big, and they were nothing that I remember a few years right. ago. But now I watch a few shows on Peacock. I definitely, yeah, I definitely watch Peacock. Yeah, so Paramount, like, I watch a lot. Yeah, so Paramount's when, been around forever, though. When people say that it can't be done, it can be done. It's just way harder than it used to be because you're 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 starting where other people have been doing it for 10, 15 years. So it's going to take more work on your end. So how dedicated are you to this plan? And that's why people say, do what you're passionate about, and you won't fail. That's just because what you're passionate about, you will continue to deal with pain for a longer period of time. Right. I, w- I would argue there is a counter to that or maybe just a different version of it. Um, and this is to a much smaller level than building a company. Yeah. But with my food videos, like I feel like my videos and never video- having never video edit- edited in my life, like mm-hmm. they look pretty good. I- they're pretty fun. I they're enjoy great. watching. Yeah. They're good. But it is because that people have been around doing it for 10, 15 years, and I've, wa- and I've watched a thousand food videos. So I feel like it was almost easier to, for me to start than some of them. Yeah. Because they were doing it before it was popular. Before it now was it's a thing. extremely popular, and I can kind of mimic those transitions. Yeah. I, I, I can kind of gauge, like, oh, maybe yeah. I should have like two camera shots in this video and yeah. maybe a little voiceover. Shout out to Sean Whalen. I'll tag him in this video if this part makes it onto the actual reels. But he, uh, he says the same thing. 
Just look at what other people who are being successful in that field are doing and do exactly what they do. Right. That's how you that's how you find success in that field. Just, and be able to adapt going forward from there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then from there, if you want to change it, then you change it. Right. But you need to get the basics down first. And they've done the basics. So mimic what they do until it is successful and then change and tweak things. Right. You know, which I agree with. Unless you're trying to do something completely new and off the rails and then follow your dreams, man. More power to you. Um, last thing that I wanted to talk about today is an important one. I was talking to Chris about this, actually. Um, Chris, uh... Our employee, Chris. Oh, gotcha. Because he doesn't... He's not, like, the most passionate about tree work. And I don't blame him, you know, like... Neither am I. Yeah, neither am like, Neither are you. Neither am I, yeah. Neither are a lot of people. Um, I like it. It's cool. So, yeah, I, I, I... I love being a part of the here's company. Here's the thing. And, and here's the thing that people don't understand, man. I don't need to be passionate about tree work to be a good leader to you guys and run a successful company. I know what I need to know about trees, and then I trust you to know the things that I don't know. Right, exactly. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's why you get. That's why you get paid. That's why you get paid so much. Like Matt spending, and then like. Because I trust you. It's because, and it's because I know that I don't know as much as you. Yep. But like, I I know how to do operations and kind of do manage efficiency in most reasons, and I think I'm going to be very good at running a charity. And I don't have to know shit about trees to do that. No, nope, you don't. And that's that's what I like. What what I was, you know, I've talked to Matt about this and spending. I've talked to a lot of our employees about it, but the. You know, I was like, I don't need to know the tree biology, man. I know that you guys want me to know that, and I get it, but, like, I, that's not where my passions are. My passions are in leadership and and building this company. Not entrepreneuring, just building this company. Like, just making this successful for you guys. So, would you rather have me spending my nights looking up how cambium layers affect the rest of the tree, or would you have me rather have me learning to be a better leader? Because I promise you, if I was doing the tree biology research, I would not have given you guys salary positions. I learned right. that one from studying how to be a better leader and business owner. Right. So, like, where, where do you want my time to be spent? Because if it's spent focusing on these smaller things, then this company's not going to go where it needs to go because I can't spend that same time learning the things that I need to do to, to grow the business. Yeah, and with me being being the general manager of the company, tree biology is so low on my list of things that I need to know. I'm learning how to do do compliance laws and tax stuff to make sure we're, you know, in compliance, yeah. stuff like that. That's And that's stuff that's foreign to me. So yeah. I'm already dealing with that, and I have to deal with yeah. that for the health of the company. I and, and I'm doing the charity and stuff like that. But stuff like that, when I'm doing that, tree biology is so low on my list. So low on my list. It doesn't mean I don't care. Like, I care about this business, and I care about your trees being safe. But that's I why too. I have guys in place to do th- exactly that thing. Yeah. I pay them a lot of money to do exactly that thing so that I don't have to focus on it. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that I don't know how to cut your tree down. Of course I know how to cut your tree down. Yeah. I'm very good at it. Yeah. I just am not going to spend my time learning more about these small, minute, detail-oriented things when my time needs to be spent elsewhere. And, and you, you and I have both, yeah, like you said, you and I both know how to take down tree. Remember that one time we raced? Yeah. Yeah, you won. Yeah. <laughs> You're the bucket, though. Yeah. Um, but they've seen that we could do it. Yeah. They know. Uh, yeah, 100%. But I, uh... We got, we got a little off course there. Yeah, but sure. I was talking Go to Chris. The whole, the whole purpose of that was I was talking to Chris because he, you know, we were talking about the growth of the company and I was laying out, I believe, as a company and as a good leader, you need to lay out plans and goals and stuff for the employees to understand where their goal is, where they're going, what is the plan for them so they have things to focus on instead of just, oh, yeah, this is pretty much how the rest of my life is going to be. It's not. We will continue to grow and here's your growth pattern. So I was laying that out for Chris and we were talking about it. And he was like, yeah, I just don't know if I'm, like, that passionate about trees. And I was like, I get that, man. And I was like, what are you passionate about? And he was like, I don't know. And I, I answered that question the same way. I also don't know. I spent my whole life not knowing what I was passionate about. 
my dad, as soon as he hit his teenage years, realized he watched Dumbo one time. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. He was like, I want to be an animator. Spent his whole life learning how to do it. Does it. He's been doing it for 50 years. and He is still not tired of it. That dude is passionate about animating, which is hilarious yeah, because he though. doesn't like watching movies. Right. <laughs> you know? But he's lucky, right? Yeah. Most people are like me and Chris. They don't know what they want to do. They don't know what they are passionate about. And I was explaining to Chris, like, hey, man, it's okay to not know what you're passionate about. I think, I think that a lot of people, those people who are missing that thing, maybe you're not so passionate about the thing that you're doing, but you could be passionate about like leadership, or you could be passionate about like managerial stuff, or you mm-hmm. could be passionate about like company growth or whatever. So I was explaining to him like maybe that for me, I'm not the most passionate about tree rape, but I am super passionate about growing a tree company and leading mm-hmm. the guys and like all of these things that we're doing. I'm very passionate about those things. So I kind of like lucked into finding my passion, I guess. Right. Because it I wasn't agree. even about tree work when we started. Like when you and I started, it was not like, oh, I just love this job. I'm going to do it forever. It was, this is what needs to be done, so I'm doing it. Oh, I hated this job until the end of last year. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or, 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 or till last year. I, or, like, do I want to carry rounds on my shoulder for the rest of my life? Absolutely not. Well, it's because it, it, it's even the operational stuff because I've been able to step back since uh, Matt has been able to take a lot of that operational stuff. I just don't have to worry about it yeah. anymore because him and Withers as well, taking the vehicle stuff off and just being like, you know, reporting to me on it. That's that's not even where my passion is. My passion came last year where you said, if you don't quit when I buy the company, I will give you a raise, which isn't part of why I'm happy. Yeah. Like the, the, but I'm just saying the whole sentence that you but said. I, yeah. and, I, and I will allow you to, to start, manage, and run the Treco Veterans Fund without oversight. It'll be your thing. And then I immediately was like, Oh, that, that's, what I want, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's what I'm passionate about. Yeah. You know, instantly. And cooking's a smaller one that, yeah. uh, that I found later. But that's Micro what passions. I'm saying. I, was not, I wasn't passionate about any part of the tree business and even, like I said, the operational stuff. But Yeah. But now you get to do what you want. And it's the same thing with Chris like, or, or with other employees. Like, I can't promise you that I can find you your passion. But I can tell you that I'll be supportive in your role. And like, if you find something that you're passionate about within Trico that you would like to do, and I'll help you build that out. Like that's mm. that's my job as a leader. Like if Chris starts doing the milling and decides he I was likes just about milling, to say that. dude, whatever, man. I'll help you build it out as big as you want to go. Or Withers, if you like being the fleet manager and you like, you know, maintaining trucks and looking into the best new trucks for us to buy, dude, that is where you will go. I will support you. And that's kind of our job as a good company owner is to like let people figure out those things on their own and then be supportive of them. Mm-hmm. while also helping them maintain their current position in the company until that is an open seat. It also, I think, is that what's good is it exposes them, I'll use Withers as an example, but it exposes them to a different way to use the skills they already have that they didn't know was the application for their skills. Like Withers went to diesel repair school. Yeah. He's a diesel mechanic. Um, he does not work at Meineke or, Pe- or Penske or Penske. Yeah. 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 Well, any, Something, he, any of them, whatever. doesn't matter. He doesn't, he doesn't work there, but all of his knowledge in that and knowing vehicles very, very well makes, since he did that, he was like, I'm not passionate about diesel mechanics, but all this stuff that I know, I can use it to be a fleet manager. Yeah. Whoa. Who knew this job existed? Who knew that this would be the job for you? Right. Yeah. He like fell into it and, and that's fantastic. I love that kind of stuff, dude. Yeah. When I see it within the company, I just like, it, it makes me. It makes me excited, dude, because it's just like seeing that passion in somebody's eyes. And also, also, dude, I, I it's super depressing to think about, but it, we live in a world where a lot of people don't ever get to experience that or have a boss that actually cares about them to like help them find that. Mm-hmm. And dude, 
if we can change lives and keep doing that over and over and over and over and over again to like everyone that we bring on board, helping them find these things and sparking that that thing in their life to make it a long, fruitful, successful life, like that is what we do. More than building a tree business, more than making money, more than anything is if you can help a bunch of people do those things, how much better would the world be? Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. And mine is using this tree company to make impact in the local community and yep. international, you know, as big as we can go with it. Speaking of, you want to shout out this uh, thing we're doing on Saturday? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we've got a 5K um, at Lone Peak Park in like San- Sandy, Utah for Operation Underground Railroad. It's called the Not On Our Watch 5K, and it's going to be our first charity event as a team. We got five people coming out, which is awesome, or yeah. six with Ryan's gal yeah, yeah, pal. Yeah. Um, people going but to contribute. That'll be great. I mean, I'm still iffy about it because I'm recovering from the hernia shit. But yeah. <laughs> I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty yeah. good to walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and it's going to be a good little ruck as a team. We'll just walk slow, talk, chill. Small steps, man. One by one, right? Start off with the charity walk. Start off with the charity donation, and then we just keep building and building and building. And ten years from now, you're going to look back and be like, "Dude, we just donated a million dollars this year." Right, exactly. That's, that's tight. <laughs> I mean, we've already got so much. Yeah. I mean, we already got a certain amount in the bank account that's a solid donation in and of itself from yeah. a small company. One percent. And good. and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to giving Black Rifle that first check. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And well, we'll, we'll just continue to build it too. Like we'll learn to like be like maybe these five Ks aren't the way. Maybe maybe, maybe there's a different maybe there's we, a different path. maybe there's a different thing. Yeah. To do. You know what I mean? It's gonna be like you said. We're gonna. Mess it up and adapt and trial and error, right? We'll, we'll get there. It's like it's like just like with the podcast, right? We're on episode one. I don't even think we'll be good by episode thirty or forty, but maybe by episode fifty-two after a whole year, we'll be. <laughs> we'll see. We will be better. Better, yeah. People will be able to listen to it without turning it off in like, you know, four minutes. Uh, Sarah listens to the whole thing because they make her. <laughs> you put it on right before bed. Click. No. <laughs> she does just choose random times. She's like, I'll I'll listen to it. She yeah. she likes listen to it. I don't think Erica has listened to it. She's excited yet. to come on it, actually. Yeah, cool. We got we got our first guest coming on, not this week, but the following. Let's see. This is episode nine, right? So episode 10 will be our last one with solo series, you and me. Episode 11 will be our first one with a guest. And first one in the studio. First one in the studio, yep. With mics. <sighs> yep, with, Stuff. with the new mics and like the new setup. It's going to be exciting, man. And my Jack Sparrow flag. Yep. Hell yeah. You got anything else? Nah. Get out of our face.